Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Big E here. This is Law for Virginia Law Enforcement Officers. It's episode 68. And today, we're talking about marijuana. It is uh, the end of March 2022. And the state of marijuana law in Virginia is, I think, a little bit of a surprise given where we were a year ago regarding legalization of marijuana in Virginia. And that's what I want to talk about today. Virginia's efforts to legalize marijuana and introduce a regulated retail market stalled this year in the General Assembly. And if you remember our episode last year, we talked about marijuana legalization. We actually talked about it in a couple of different episodes, I think. We talked about how this uh, massive bill that was passed last year that was enacted to create a lawful retail market that was regulated by the Commonwealth and had all new rules and all new statutes and all new criminal uh, offenses designed to change the way we deal with marijuana in Virginia. This huge, massive bill was passed by both the Senate and the House in the General Assembly last year and then was signed by the governor and became law. And and so everybody kind of thought, oh, well, then it's over, right? But the law had a strange provision in it one that we almost never see. And this provision required the General Assembly this year to vote again and reenact that bill. And if they didn't do it, then it wouldn't, then most of that bill wouldn't take effect. And that, in fact, is what happened this year. The General Assembly did not reenact uh, the bill from last year and it didn't, it's not taking effect. And that's creating, uh, I think, a really interesting legal situation. Some of what passed last year, though, took effect and is irreversible. Uh, and in other words, unless the General Assembly enacts a new law and both the House and the Senate pass a new law and it's signed by the governor that would make changes to it, uh, it's done. It's done as of last year. But a lot of it isn't done. A lot of it is, is going away. And so in today's episode, what I want to talk about is what's the state of the law going to be come July 1 of this year? Uh, what's the state of the law going to be in the next couple of years, next few years, uh, if the General Assembly continues to do nothing on marijuana? In other words, where are we now uh, a year later? That's today's episode. That's what I want to talk about with you guys uh, today. And I'll go through it all in detail, but what I want to kind of give you a preview of when we get to the end is we're going to see that the simple possession of marijuana is still lawful in Virginia. Uh, we have eliminated that offense, the offense that, we're make, that makes it a criminal offense to simply possess marijuana. Uh, and that's continuing. That's going to continue to be the truth, that we don't have a punishment for simple possession of marijuana at all. But all of the other parts of the statute regarding, oh, it's legal to sell marijuana, and here's what it's, you know, here's how it's legal to sell marijuana, and here's how it's going to happen, and if you sell marijuana outside that system, here are the punishments, and so on. All those changes to the law uh, are not going to happen at this point unless the General Assembly, again, next year acts and, and, and sits down and writes a new statute. Uh, and so what we're left with is a world where it's lawful to possess marijuana, uh, but it is not lawful to sell or distribute marijuana. Uh, we do we are going to still have a little bit of this, this adult sharing uh, exception for a little while, but that even that will go away after a period of time. So uh, let's kind of dive in and talk about it. As we dive in and talk about it, though, I want to first do a little history lesson. I want to go back and kind of talk about how all this happened and how we found ourselves in this fa in this funny situation that we're in this year, where 
Uh, we all kind of thought marijuana was this train going in one direction, and it kind of got derailed and it stopped, and, and now we're kind of wondering, you know, where's the train going to go now? So what happened last year? Well, you know, last year, 2020, 2021, the special session and the regular session, uh, the special session of the fall of 2020 and the regular session of 2021 were full of massive historic changes to the criminal justice system, policing, criminal law in Virginia. Uh, in the space of about six months, the General Assembly remade huge portions of how we uh, investigate, prosecute, or hold accountable uh, criminal offenders in Virginia. And one of the big changes that they enacted was that they enacted this massive legalization of marijuana uh, uh, statute bill. And when I say massive, we're talking about, you know, 400 pages of, of text. It was difficult to keep track of this bill because for a couple of different reasons. There were four different competing proposals at the time, two in the House and two in the Senate. Um, and, and of those four proposals, there were sort of two competing camps. Um, there was sort of the, the Evan Herring camp and then the, the, and then Senator Morrissey had another one, um, and, and Senator, um, excuse me, or Steve, I think it was Hetrick or Hetrick, I can't remember. Anyway, so two different, uh, competing proposals. And when it came time to vote on them, oftentimes the bills would come out the night before at like 10 o'clock at night. Or there'd be massive changes to the, the text that would come out the night before at 10 o'clock at night. And then the next day, the committees were supposed to vote on these bills. Or in fact, sometimes the full House, the full Senate was supposed to vote on these bills. Um, suffice to say, you know, there were people like us who set up at night at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, trying to go through these things in detail line by line. But, you know, when debate is limited, especially because of COVID, you know, during during the special session, they were limiting debate to, I think, one minute. You could, you could, a member of the public could talk for one minute total. Uh, and then debate on the floor, um, especially when it was being done online, basically, uh, was oftentimes, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. When you're talking about a 300, 400-page bill, I mean, you know, we saw the kinds of errors that were made in, for example, changes to the search warrant statute, and that bill was only a couple of pages long. Again, due to the fact that there was just no debate, no analysis, I mean, it was done in 15, 20 minutes, you're going to make mistakes in that period, right? So when you're looking at a 400-page bill, and again, you're kind of rushing through and doing it alongside everything else, there's a real concern by members of the House and the Senate, hey, look, we don't really understand what we're voting on, and we haven't had a chance to go through it in detail. There was a desire, nonetheless, though, to pass something. Uh, they felt like, we got to pass it, we got to jump on it now, we got to do it right now. And they did, and they passed both those bills. But in order to assuage the fears of people who said, I'm voting on something that I haven't really read, and I don't really understand the consequences of because we got this bill last night at 10 o'clock at night, uh, they agreed to include language in the statute that would say, this bill will not take effect unless it is reenacted next year by the General Assembly. Now, that's unusual, right? Um, that's something that you see, usually you see it in constitutional amendments. The Virginia Constitution requires that if you're going to amend the Virginia Constitution, it has to be passed two years in a row by uh, the General Assembly. And this is kind of, in a way, being treated like a constitutional amendment. It is such a significant change to the law and such a big change to the law that they said, let's treat it like a constitutional amendment, essentially. Let's require it be passed two years in a row by the General Assembly and then and only then will it take effect. Now, that 
provision that said, okay, it, this is going to have to pass two years in a row. It's going to have to be reenacted by next year's General Assembly. Didn't apply, though, to the entire bill. The entire bill, again, it was 400 pages, was broken up into various clauses, various different sections. Again, it's pretty complicated. Um, the bill itself actually had 14 different chapters. And the 14, excuse me, not 14 different chapters, um, excuse me, it had um, 16 different sections. It had 16 different sections in it. And the different sections were enactment clauses, sections that concerned the Cannabis Control Agency, how licenses were going to be handed out, how licenses were going to be administered, um, how retail marijuana was going to be sold, what retail marijuana dealers could do and could not do, uh, what would be procedures if you were going to try to hold a retail marijuana uh, per, uh, um, business accountable for some regulatory violation. How are we going to test it? All that kind of stuff. All these different sections all had to be worked out. And again, pretty complicated set of, uh, set of requirements. The bill that passed ultimately took an approach that said, all right, let's, let's, let's take a system that we know that works and sort of photocopy it and use it again now, not for, not for its intended purpose, which is, which is the ABC, but for marijuana. So what they did was they looked at the ABC uh, regulations, the Alcohol Beverage Control Board regulations, and they said, hey, you know, we've been regulating alcohol in Virginia for, you know, half a century and doing a pretty good job of it. The ABC board does a great job. We have a regulatory system and so on. Let's take that system and let's copy that code set, those code sections, and and then cross out the word alcohol and write the word marijuana in and see if that would work. And that's how they started out. Now, they didn't exactly want to do it the way that ABC has done. And the most important difference is uh, they didn't want to have state-run marijuana retail stores. They wanted people to be allowed to have their own individual marijuana retail stores. And in fact, uh, they wanted to fund and provide special, um, provide special incentives for people who had previous marijuana convictions or people who lived in neighborhoods that they felt were over-policed for marijuana. Um, to have special opportunities to start retail stores on, on their own. So again, if you're going to have individual retail stores owned by individual people, that's a big a lot of regulation. So anyway, so all this stuff passes. It's signed by the governor, but it has this reenactment clause in it that covers a lot of the bill, but not all of it. Now this year, we find ourselves a year later in kind of a different world, right? Uh, the The big change from last year to this year is that there is a big election and the House changes hands from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. And the Senate, the balance of power changes a little bit in the Senate, but most importantly also, uh, the governor changes hands from the from Ralph, Ralph Northam uh, to uh, Glenn Youngkin, who's a Republican. So now, instead of having control of the House, the Senate, and the governor, the Democrats only have control of the Senate and the Republicans have control of the House and the governor. With this shift in power, then, uh, you can expect the results are going to be different. And in fact, they were. Uh, there were once again this year, uh, then, two bills, one in the House and one in the Senate, that sought to reenact the marijuana regulation um, that was passed, the marijuana regulation bill, the legalization of marijuana bill, the 400-page bill that was passed last year in the General Assembly. The House version was carried by Delegate Herring, and the Senate version was carried by Delegate Eben. I mean, by Senator Eben. 
I want to start out by mentioning something interesting that in the process of moving from last year to this year, Delegate Herring and Senator Eben both did not come back and say, let's just vote again on last year's bill. Here is last year's bill, just like we passed it last year. We've had a chance to look at it for a year. Here's exactly the same language. Let's vote on it again. Their proposals both contained significant changes, especially to the criminal statutes that they were proposing. Um, for example, um, in, uh, in Senator Herring's proposal, she would have gone in and clarified some, uh, some, some issues that with last year's bill, for example, she would have added punishments for not following regulations regarding home cultivated marijuana. Um, she would have added uh, punishments for making marijuana concentrate for butane extraction. She also would have created processes for uh, resentencings on previous marijuana offenses, automatic expungement. Um, she would have uh, eliminated exceptions to automatic expungement so that, you know, the whole, whole new process for that. Um, and uh, it would have eliminated the use of all marijuana field tests in almost all situations where somebody was being charged with a marijuana violation. And it also would have accelerated the, um, the, the legalization of retail marijuana sales. And this was a big effort to accelerate retail marijuana sales um, from January 2024 to July of 2022. And so there was this real desire to, um, to legalize the private sale and distribution of marijuana as soon as possible, to make it happen as soon as possible. Senator Edmund also had a bunch of changes in his version from the previous year. So what happened to these efforts? Well, Delegate Herring's bill uh, simply didn't go anywhere in the House. Uh, Delegate Webbert also had a proposed bill. His was much more of a, just a reenactment of last year's bill. He just sort of took last year's bill and said, let's just reenact the one we already agreed on. His, again, went nowhere in the House. Senator Eben's bill uh, ultimately did pass uh, the House. It passed um, 23 to 16, but ultimately had a revote, which is sort of strange, and, and they ultimately passed 21 to 18. So you can see here a lot more disagreement in the Senate. When it reached the House, though, uh, there the subcommittee decided to continue the matter to 2023. So essentially what the members of the House said is, we need another year to figure out how we're going to do this. And that means that the bill was not reenacted. Since it's not reenacted, under the bill that was passed last year, major portions of that bill simply disappear. Major portions of what we talked about in our previous podcast that we said would be the law are simply going to disappear. And that means then that... Uh, we're left with very little of what passed last year is taking effect. So what's still in effect? What's the law still going to be? And uh, what went away? Well, to start with, I want to emphasize that Virginia has eliminated permanently for now the offense of simple possession of marijuana. It is not, and it's not going to be a crime to possess marijuana in Virginia. Again, the General Assembly could go back and, and could come up with a new punishment, a new crime of possession of marijuana. They could do that whenever, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, and it's certainly not set to happen anytime soon. So for now, 
possessing marijuana in any amount, right, is not a crime in Virginia. Having, a, you know, a, an ounce of marijuana, having a pound, having 20 pounds, having 50 pounds of marijuana, if it's simple possession, that's not a crime in Virginia. In addition to that, we also have still uh, these funny code sections about amounts of marijuana that it's unlawful to either have on your person or to um, to care to have in a public place. So the offense of possession of more than one ounce of marijuana on your person or in a public place, that is still a crime in Virginia and will continue to be a crime. Now, it's a $25 civil penalty, you know, not a big deal, but it's still a crime. Unlawful possession of more than a pound of marijuana. And again, we're just talking about simple possession here, not possession with intent to distribute, not selling, not distribution, simply possessing more than a pound of marijuana on your person or in a public place is, again, a felony uh, of up to one to 10 years and up to a $250,000 fine. So if I have five pounds of marijuana, 10 pounds, 20 pounds of marijuana at my house, that's not a crime if I, unless I intend to distribute it or unless I actually do distribute it. If I simply possess five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, of marijuana, and it is for personal use, that's not a crime. But if I possess more than a pound on my person, or I possess more than a pound in a public place, then I'm committing a felony under this new code section 4.1-1100. And that those code sections about possessing more than an ounce, more than a pound, took effect on July 1 of 2021. They are the law right now, and they will continue to be the law until the near future, unless, again, the General Assembly uh, you know, both the House and the Senate and the governor all agree that they're going to change that law. That's the law for now in Virginia. Um, the offense of possession or consumption of marijuana on school grounds, which is a class two misdemeanor, six months in jail or a $1,000 fine maximum, uh, is still a crime. And it was passed last year. It took effect in July 1. It will continue to be a crime. And then we have these funny rules about home cultivation. Um, the home cultivation rules are still in effect in Virginia. So uh, we have what that survived. The rule that said that if you grow more than 10 plants for personal use of marijuana, right? So again, if I grow marijuana for my own personal use, it's not a crime. Uh, growing marijuana, manufacturing marijuana for distribution or sale, it's a violation of 18.2240.1. Growing marijuana for personal use that growing has never been a crime in Virginia. If you wanted to prosecute somebody who was growing their own personal marijuana for personal use in Virginia, it used to be you just prosecuted them for possession of marijuana. But that crime doesn't exist anymore. So if somebody wanted to grow their own marijuana for their own personal use at their home, they could do that. But we do have these code sections about how many plants you can grow. And those survived this whole uh, reenactment story. So it is still a civil of penalty of $250 to grow more than, uh, to grow between five and 10 plants. And a second offense is a class three misdemeanor and a third offense is a class two misdemeanor. So I can grow up to five plants in a household uh, and that's total for all the people who live in the house. So if I live with two or three roommates, we got to decide how many, you know, we get, we get, you know, I think one, two, three, four plants, that's all fine. But between five and 10 plants, that's a, an offense, it's a civil offense with a civil penalty between five and 10 plants. But my roommates and I, we, we can only grow up to four plants total per household, per residence. More than 10 plants, 
uh, well, what if I grow more than 10 plants? Well, if I grow 11 to 49 plants, that's a class one misdemeanor. If I grow more than 50 plants, 50 to 100 plants, that's a class six felony. And more than 100 plants, it's a felony of 100 of one to 10 years and a $250,000 fine. And again, all of this is personal use, right? This is all, if I'm growing more than 100 plants, but it's all for personal use, uh, that would be a felony, uh, punishable by one to 10 years in the penitentiary and $250,000 fine. So notice here, uh, this actually means, uh, interestingly enough, that Virginia law has become more strict about growing and manufacturing marijuana than it was before all these bills passed. Because in the old days, if you put someone on trial and you said, this grow operation, this person was growing, you know, 120, 130 plants, they were manufacturing marijuana with the intent to distribute, you would try them under 18.2248.1, which is the offense for manufacturing or distribu distributing or possession with the intent to distribute marijuana. If that person successfully convinced the jury these plants weren't for distribution, these were for personal use, and the jury agreed, then that person would merely be convicted of possession of marijuana. And first offense possession of marijuana was uh, a maximum punishment of 30 days in jail or a $500 fine. So they walked away with a pretty, you know, a not bad conviction. Um, and in fact, you could have that conviction deferred since it was your first, if it was your first offense, you can get a deferred disposition, the case would be dismissed. So now, under the law as it stands today, if that person says, hey, these plants were for personal use, they were not for distribution, um, then you could still say, okay, great, but if it's more than 100 plants, that's still a felony. If it's more than 50 plants, it's still a felony, and you could still try them for unlawful uh, growing of more than 50 plants at your household. And uh, the also, again, I mentioned before that Possession of marijuana is no longer unlawful in Virginia. Carrying more than an ounce in a public place or on your person is, is, a, is a civil offense. Consuming marijuana in a public place is an offense in Virginia and will continue to be an offense. So although it's lawful to possess marijuana, if I consume marijuana in a public place, uh, that's a $25 civil penalty. Third or subsequent offense becomes a class four misdemeanor. We don't treat it like uh, drinking in public or drunk in public, that's always a class four misdemeanor. We give it this civil penalty of the first two offenses. But third or subsequent offense, it does become a class four misdemeanor, maximum punishment of $250 fine. I do want to remind you, though, that when we talk about consuming in a public place, the word public here, this code section is 42 is 4.1-1108. The definition for in public in Title 4.1 is different than the definition of in public for like drunk on public, right? Being publicly intoxicated is an offense under 18.2. So if you're publicly intoxicated on your front yard, that's in public, right? It's like being disorderly conduct or indecent exposure. If you're in view of the public on my front yard or my front porch, uh, that can be public intoxication. Here, this is being in public under 4.1. So it actually has to be a place that's open to the public, like a street or a park. Um, or a public thoroughfare and so on. Consuming in a public place marijuana is a, an offense, though. That offense has not gone away. Uh, and oh, by the way, if I were intoxicated on marijuana, of course, I would still be violating uh, the Public Intoxication Code Section 2 under 18.2, right? Because public intoxication, we call it drunk in public uh, because that's the most common instance we run into. But somebody could be intoxicated on any sort of drug, uh, including marijuana. And so if you have somebody who is intoxicated in public, they would be guilty of that 18.2 public intoxication offense as well.
what else is going to continue to be law? What else didn't go away? Um, it's still an offense and will continue to be an offense to use marijuana while driving or as a passenger under 4.11.07. Just using marijuana. That's not, and again, it's not DUI. You might be DUI, uh, but all that stuff is still the law. And that presumption of consumption while driving, if you find an cont open container in the vehicle, if it's been partially removed and the person appears to have using, been using marijuana, um, then you still get that presumption. That still stays a crime. And, you know, possession of a commercial motor vehicle is still a crime. Transportation in a vehicle for hire is still a crime. Possession while driving a school bus is still a crime. All those crimes stay in the code. So that being said, what went away? Well, everything else. <laughs> uh, and by that, I mean the entire retail structure went away. That is not going to take effect unless the General Assembly comes with a new plan next year. Um, so all these local ordinances, all these local businesses, all these local referendums that we're going to talk about legalization of marijuana, they go away. Um, all of the, the exception for adult sharing, we talked about before, you know, that exception for adult sharing that said adults, that you could, um, that you could share with another adult marijuana, um, that took effect on July 1, and it continues to be the law but it will expire on January 1 of 2024. So this is an interesting portion of it. The rest of the bill doesn't expire, but until January 1 of 2024, adults can share up to an ounce of marijuana with one another, right? That sort of strange exception without violating the unlawful distribution of marijuana. It can't be for any kind of remuneration, any kind of money. No money can exchange hands. No, nothing of value can exchange hands. It can't be like, oh, if you buy this pair of socks, I'll give you free marijuana. No. Uh, that exception for adult sharing, which we talked about in the previous podcast, um, that will continue to be law, but it's going to expire on January 1 of 2024. Um, and again, listen to the previous podcast if you're interested. I'm not going to dive into all the details of that, but that's an interesting exception. But all the other offenses, you know, eliminating our code section 18.2240.1 otherwise and saying we're not going to prosecute distribution of marijuana anymore under that code section. We're not going to prosecute manufacturing marijuana. We're going to eliminate the offense of possession with intention to distribute marijuana. All that stuff was going to happen, and it's gone. So we will continue to have the same code section we've been using since the 1970s, 18.2240.1, to punish unlawful distribution of marijuana, unlawful manufacturing with the intent to distribute, unlawful possession with the intent to distribute marijuana under that code section. And really the only exception is that adult sharing, that I can give somebody else up to an ounce of marijuana uh, as long as there's no money changing hands. Uh, that exception will exist until January 1 of 2024. But everything else, we're going back to the way we were before. We're prosecuting marijuana distribution for money, sales, possession and distribute under 18.2248.1. All the changes to possession under 21 and all that stuff, all that stuff uh, goes away. All the rules about, you know, having to ask for ID from somebody and with the punishment, if you don't ask for ID from somebody when you sell a marijuana, using a fake ID to purchase marijuana, all that stuff goes away. Uh, the changes to giving marijuana to prisoners, the rules about how we were going to eliminate the punishments for giving marijuana to prisoners, all that stuff goes away. Um, the effort to repeal the marijuana kingpin statute, that goes away. So, you know, we're going back essentially to where we were before, except that the mere possession of marijuana is no longer a crime. 
and I can grow up to four plants in my house and I can share what I grow, I can share what I lawfully have with somebody else uh, up to an ounce, but I can't sell it, I can't grow it, I can't start a retail store, and if I do sell it, if I do grow it for distribution, I am subject to the same punishments that I was before, and in fact, potentially more punishment, uh, because if I grow it even for my own personal use, uh, now there are punishments that exist that didn't used to exist before. So where does that leave us then going into the future? Uh, it, it means that nothing happens until next year. Next year, the General Assembly, I mean, they could have a special session, I guess, but they're probably not going to do that. Um, the General Assembly will meet again next year, and we'll start this debate all over again. And maybe we'll have new proposals, new ways to uh, legalize marijuana or have lawful sales of marijuana. The adult sharing section is going to exist for another year and a half or so, year two. Um, and in the mean, or two years, I guess. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to deal with marijuana in Virginia. There is a concern, I think, on everyone's part that we not just allow a black market to grow without establishing a legitimate, lawful, regulated retail market. Uh, but until the such time as we come up with how to do that, we're left where we are. Um, stay tuned, though, to a future episode, because I do want to talk about an interesting bill that I didn't mention today. And that is uh, a bill that was passed and that is on the governor's desk. It is um, Senate Bill 591. And Senate Bill 591 is a bill from Emmett Hanger. Um, the governor has until April 11th to sign this. And it is a bill that cracks down on what is currently being sold in Virginia, which are these sort of hemp THC gummy things that are being kind of slipped out under the exception under the farm bill, the, the, the federal farm bill that was passed a couple of years ago, 2018 farm bill, that said that sales of hemp couldn't be regulated by the states. And so we're seeing all these sort of like CBD gummies and CBD stuff all get sold and it's sort of this gray market. Uh, Senator Hanger's bill is going to change the law about that. And I think it may have a much more significant impact than we might have otherwise thought on this sort of gray market CBD gummy toy, you know, to like, you know, candy looking things um, that have been sort of lawfully sold on the market in this gray market. So we'll talk about that in a future episode. I think that's going to be really interesting. That'll take effect July 1, but that's a conversation for another day. So all that being said, uh, thanks guys for hanging out. I hope you like the podcast. I hope it, it is a useful thing for you, a useful tool. If you have ideas for future episodes, let me know. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast. If you want to be on another app, let me know. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. If you don't like the podcast, don't tell your friends. Stay safe and don't get captured. <laughs>